LeBron James, 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 LeBron James. Looking for James, he's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James is shot in history. LeBron James breaks the NBA all-time scoring record. Tom Brady retires again, and Super Bowl 57 kicks off in just a couple days. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Crew Sports Pod. I'm Michael Keem, as always, joined here by Vito Patel. We got lots to talk about, Vito, but we'll start in the NBA for the first time, I think, this season. We're talking that. LeBron James, in his 20th year, takes down an almost 40-year record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Most points scored all-time in NBA regular season. With over 38,300 that points. absolutely nuts. Congrats to LeBron. I mean, ever since I've been watching basketball, I've, all, I've heard and seen LeBron. His entire career has been pretty much observed by me. And like I've seen his amazing runs in the East, and he goes into the West and wins it all. But what's crazy is, folks, Kareem's record, uh, record of the scoring record would never be touched even the all-time greats jordan or kobe or really anyone has tried to get close to that but hasn't touched it uh and lebron finally passes that after 20 years absolutely insane and he's got many more years to come youngest player to hit 5,000 career points youngest player to hit 10,000 20,000 30,000 he's gonna be the first to hit 40,000 who knows where that record ends up and that becomes the new unbreakable absolutely. record. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And the crazy thing is, is it's for how inspirational it is. Uh, uh, Giddy on the Thunder, uh, they interviewed him. I saw this today. And he was saying how uh, LeBron, was, uh, LeBron was his fair player growing up. And to watch him break the record on him, it felt kind of nice, even though that uh, he was playing against him, which I thought was pretty funny, but also pretty cool. Like LeBron's been playing that long that there's players in the day that grew up watching him and now finally get to compete against him. Grew up watching him. There's players in the NBA that weren't even born when LeBron started <laughs> playing in the That's NBA. That's so true, yeah. And I mean, his career, I mean, it seems like he has a couple years left still. Like, he hasn't really taken that big of a step down. Like, he's not even close to that. He's still averaging 27. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Game. He's, he's still one of the best players. He'll find a starting spot at almost any roster. Actually, every roster right now. Uh, don't take that wrong. He, he could be a starter at any team right now, and which is just absolutely amazing, insane. I mean, his stats-wise, he's like he's not in the MVP discussion, like top three, but he's like top yeah, I ten. Agree. I'd say, yeah, I would say he's probably top ten player right now, which is still nuts being thirty-eight. And like, if your franchise can't get a thirty-eight, like you know, what I mean, you can't get a thirty-eight-year-old some help, like it's not really on the thirty-eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? I mean, come on. Um, did you see this? I saw this going around recently. So. The day way back when, when Kareem broke the scoring record, back then it was like 32,000 or whatever. Uh, around that time is when LeBron James was conceived. Nine months after Kareem broke the record, kid from Akron was born. And he goes on to break the record. That's crazy. Like, what the heck? He was conceived the day Kareem broke the scoring record. And then he goes on to break that record. 
It's held. It's been standing ever that since then. That is too crazy. That is way too crazy. I saw that. I was like, "What? What are you the chances of something like?" I mean, there's like literally pretty much zero. But that is wild. Like it's almost as if that same day that the legend was about to be created. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's what's crazy about that record too is it takes so many games to even get to that. Like I mean, I don't know. I don't think you could get it done in less than twenty seasons. And that's what LeBron's done. Like you have to have played for so many years to even get to that level. I mean, if you average thirty points a game to hit thirty-eight thousand four hundred points, averaging thirty points a game, that's a thousand two hundred and eighty games. That's fifteen and a half seasons of you playing every single game and averaging thirty. Which, like, there's only been two players that average thirty throughout their Wait, whole career. Two? I thought there's only one. No, or, Will, Will, Will. Oh, Will probably Jordan. did that. Yeah, yeah, Will did. But yeah, yeah, exactly. If you were to do 30 throughout your career, it's so rare to do that. And like, even then, you'd have to do 15 and a half seasons. Uh, if you average 25, it'd be 18.7 seasons. That's playing at all yeah, 82 no games. Yeah, that's yeah. playing all 82 games for almost 19 that's seasons. That's crazy. And then you, you, assuming most players don't start off like dropping that many that many points at rookie year. Well, yeah, you got to average yeah, that. Yeah, that, that is just nuts. Yeah, congrats, LeBron. Very mind-breaking, very just crazy stat. Uh, but I'll continue to stay with the same position. I think given all his oh, accomplishments. Oh, I know where he's going. He's the best of all time, but I don't think he's the greatest. The Ron Jordan had is just, it's just picture perfect. Pretty much perfect career. I don't think he could surpass uh, Jordan greatness because he never had that kind of run. But that being said, he's pretty much destroyed every stat metric. I mean, he's you can make an argument for him being the greatest too. I'd say you you could say he's the best of all time. I'll, I'll give it to him now. Here's the crazy thing with LeBron, right? Since this kid was like six, well, not this kid. Since he was a kid and was 16, his expectations, I don't think... I've ever seen. I don't think we will ever see anyone with the expectations that LeBron had and like achieve them and then pass them. Like this kid was 16, 17, 18 years old with the expectations of being the face of the league and taking the sport of basketball to another level. Like that's what, if he didn't do that, he was going to be, he was a bust essentially when he was a kid in high school. Well, then he got drafted like the worst franchise in like sports and he went to a Cleveland team. And then, I mean, he was still able to take them to a final and then got swept. Then went to Miami where the expectation was championship or bust. Had a good run, won two championships and went to championship every year. Came back to Cleveland where he said, I'm going to get, you know, the worst sporting city ever, a championship. And then he did that in Cleveland. Then went to the greatest franchise in the history of the NBA and the Lakers. I said, I'm going to win them a championship and did it. And then, so again, all these expectations that LeBron have been set for LeBron, basically, he's always achieved them and surpassed them. So I think our standard of what we think LeBron's supposed to be is so high and the fact that he has passed it because we're so surprised by things that he does, like breaking this record. So imagine what we think of LeBron if the expectations weren't like for him to be the best player to ever play yeah. the game. No, that's a great way to put it because he's always had insane expectations. I feel like he's never really been the underdog. Everyone's always assumed he would, you know, be extremely successful. Whereas like I will say, whereas in the downside for Jordan, like people are already saying, oh, basketball is a Larry Bird or Magic Johnson kind of sport. Uh, who's this new guy? Oh, there's a bad boy Pistons. Like Jordan's story was about overcoming these other dynasties, whereas LeBron was, can he live up to these expectations? And he time in and time out, like has done amazing and pretty much 
yeah, has been the go. I mean, has been the one of the greatest. <laughs> has played flip. has made an argument for the goat, a great argument. And I mean, with some biases outside, like I can you can make an argument for either or. But that being said, like LeBron, people were talking about him potentially being the greatest of all time, like right when he started. Like I was hearing about uh him being some one of the greatest, like even before he won his first ring with the Heat, like uh saying like how great he was in Cleveland and like he wasn't even well, I think he got to the heat when he was like 27 or 28 and he was still relatively young and he's already had so much accomplishments at Cleveland and to imagine like so many years later, he's still not done being amazing. We'll never see anyone get, you know, expectation of being the greatest of all time and then surpassing it. Um, but every time I see there's this tweet from like, I don't even know who it's by, but it's from like 2015 where it's like, you know, LeBron turned 30. We're almost done with this crap of seeing him. And then like (laughs) eight years later, this guy's still like a top 10 player in the league. And he's won championships. (laughs) I gotta be honest, because when he left, what, when he left, uh, Miami for Cleveland, he was already like mid, like he's already in his thirties. I think he's like 32 when he left Miami for a second run in Cleveland. I was like, okay, he's just going to retire his last four years in Cleveland. Hopefully he can win him a chip before he retires. Then I saw that, you know, after four years in Cleveland, oh, four, <laughs> like he's going to the Lakers. Like there's a whole new dynasty after that, really. And he won the Lakers a chip too. So like I don't know. We'll never know when this dude retires. Well, now he's gonna play with his yeah, sons. Exactly. He wants to play with the sons plural. That's crazy too. Yeah, first he was gonna wait for just for Bryce, or he was gonna just play with Bronny, but now like Bryce is pretty solid and he's gonna wait for him to get in the league. This guy, I'm telling you, the scoring record is gonna be like 45k. Yeah, that would just be un- unbeatable. <laughs> and we already thought it was unbeatable. Yeah, he's but... yeah he's chasing nothing at this point. I mean, if he gets those, if he gets those last two rings too, I I would just throw in all the towels. Even if he gets one more, I'd throw in the towel. Getting one at this point would probably say you know he's been great for that long that he's probably is the goat. But I think for right now, the thing is, it's not even rings though. I think Jordan. Okay, this is not it's not to ever disrespect LeBron. I think LeBron is an amazing player, but Jordan did like won so many scoring titles, defensive players of the years. He was just so decorated for a 10-year span but what lebron's doing for 20 years straight absolutely incredible like you could make an argument he had five primes i think lebron should have like six or seven mvps i don't know why he only has four he's always been the best player in the league for out of his 20 years he's probably the best player in the league for 15 of them so how do you end up with four yeah i mean there was just some random like crazy things that happened though that made it really hard like like one year russell westbrook averaged at triple double which was like insane never heard of steph curry had like those insane two years kd had like a dominant like shooting almost 60 percent like there's been so many random runs for one or two years of so many other players that stopped lebron from winning it or else i do think lebron was in the conversation every year it's just it was just some random things that happen every year where like other players made historical runs. But the crazy thing is like in every year, I felt like LeBron was in the top five MVP race. Uh, top a lot, five. A lot of times top two, top three. Until recently, I think he always has been. So that's yeah. why I'm and surprised he won. He just won his four MVPs in a five year span. But I think he was best player at least 15 out of his 20. Seasons. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. But yeah, there's just like, for example, when Westbrook won MVP with that triple double, everyone knew there's like at least three or four players better than him. But like, just that thing was just so special, <laughs> like dude, hitting that triple double mark. But yeah, but once he did that again, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like no one cared. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was gonna say then he went on to do it cared. again. <laughs> Speaking of greatest of all time, Tom Brady retired again. 
And this time, I'm guessing he's staying away from football. Yeah, he retired the same day two years in a row uh, on the first. Was yeah, it really? Was, I think he was the first last year and the first again this year. Oh, I didn't even yeah. notice that. But I, this time, he, he's, I believe it's for good because he signed a deal with Fox to be a commentator, making him about the same amount of money in 10 years that as he did in his whole NFL career. So good for him. I want to see more like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. That would content. be amazing. Just like a show or whatever with those three. I love how so all of them are taking uh, roles to continue being part of sports as commentators. I think that's so cool. Heck, isn't did Drew Brees? Drew Brees did some NBC stuff too. And I think Tony Romo was, yeah. That whole generation of quarterbacks is taking some kind of uh, action still being part of the sport. Yeah, it's going to be like our version of like Troy Aikman and Chris Collinsworth and Boomer and uh, Wow, I didn't even think about it like that. These are actually yeah. guys that we watched and know, we, say, we can say we grew like, up watching heard about. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady is def- definitely the goat in football. I don't really think there's much of an argument in this one. Um no, football is such a different sport, I will say, that it's even harder to compare player to player. But he definitely had three different Hall of Fame careers. I saw that like <laughs> when he when Tom Brady was in his twenties, he won three Super Bowls. When he was in his thirties, he won two. In his forties, he won two. Jeez, <laughs> that's another example of like crazy longevity. Like he played it was. Oh my god, Tom Brady! Tom Brady actually started playing like I think the year I was born, or a, yeah, something like that, which is absolutely nuts too. Yeah, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and LeBron James' longevity is both of those guys are unheard of. Breaking stats like Tom Brady has the most passing yards and passing touchdowns, and it's. Not even close. He hit like what the sixty thousand passing yard mark. Uh, but Tom Brady just dominant. He pretty much holds all records. But most impressive was that he pretty much made the playoffs every year. Ten Super Bowl appearances, seven Super Bowl wins. This guy's decorated. This could be at least for LeBron. You could make an argument that he was kind of. There were some players in NBA history that could have had the argument of goat before him. But I feel like Brady was chasing no one. He just surpassed everything after that. Falcon Super Bowl. Winning a ring for a quarterback was huge, right? We have two of the greatest quarterbacks only have one ring. Winning two was like you were on top of the world. Winning three, there's not very many that won three. And this guy won seven. Like, what the heck? There's a little bit of a gap there. <laughs> he won most more than most franchises. Yeah, it's insane. Actually, he won more than every franchise, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I think six is the most. New England obviously has six, and the Steelers have six. Yeah, and so does the 49ers, I think. I think they have five 49ers. 49ers could have had six, but that's beside the point. They need some quarterbacks. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a pleasure watching Tom Brady, but I'm I'm glad he finally retired. I think um, it's time to move on from him. I think there's so many new, talented, young quarterbacks anyways. Uh, and excited to see what will happen in the NFL without him. Yeah, I mean, he kind of had a quieter year this year, still got the playoffs. But, but, you know. Anyways, on to the NFL again. Yeah, uh, I guess we can touch on the championships games before we get to the Super Bowl. Uh, the NFC Championship uh, could have had a lot of potential to be a lot more exciting than it actually was. Ended up 31-7, but because both 49ers quarterbacks get injured, Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson get injured, and you're only allowed to have two quarterbacks, I guess, on a roster. Um, on an active roster, so CMC got in there to try to throw a pass. It was not pretty. <laughs> oh man! And 
the thing is, it wasn't even just against any defense. It was a defense that ha- was filled with pass rushers. <laughs> like that was unfortunate because I do think that game would have been really close if weren't for those injuries. But that 49ers team has the worst of luck. They had four in quarterbacks. It really, really do. I feel like any, even Jeff, Josh Johnson, it was like 7 7 before Josh Johnson got injured. Maybe it was 14 7, but it wasn't too bad. No, they would have had a chance if he, if he stayed. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, But yeah, I mean, hats off to that team. Hats off to like Kyle Shanahan for being able to coach a scheme where any quarterback could just step in and take over. But at some point, you need some person to throw the ball. It just needs to be a quarterback, though. Uh, Man. Or I should say a quarterback that can throw, because Purdy came back, but obviously he couldn't throw. Oh, man. I mean, huge heart by Purdy, because apparently he's out for like months, like six months now with his injury. Like, the fact that he was able to toughen it out for a little bit. He was in there taking snaps. That's That's true. He wasn't doing anything, really. Eagles, regardless, though, that being like, they were still pretty dominant. Uh, I don't know if they would have been as dominant without the injuries, but I think they still pro- would have been close to winning. They weren't playing bad even with the, when they were healthy, like when the 49ers were healthy. Yeah. Um, the AFC championship was a little closer, but uh, one-legged Patrick Mahomes, I think, is still the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, he outplayed Joe Burrow, and I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. Uh, he played a little better. <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow, especially down the end, he's, he threw – he had two interceptions, one late too. Yeah. Joe Burrow, like, I don't know. That game, he threw some really big plays, like that fourth down to deep pass to Jamar Chase to that huge third down deep pass to T. Higgins for a touchdown. But other than that, like, he didn't look too comfortable most of that game. I think that Chiefs D-line caused a lot of havoc, took advantage of that injured uh, offensive line of the Bengals. But, I mean, I can't make injury as an excuse because that whole Chiefs team seemed to be injured. The whole offense, at least. All the receivers. The wide receiver room just, like... <laughs> Dropping like flies. <laughs> and, I mean, and Mahomes, the quarterback himself, too, he was off of one leg, was throwing dots. That dive he threw to uh, MVS was insane. He's playing really well. I'm, well, it's amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing, yeah. I don't think I've seen performance like that off of that injury. And, I mean, that Bengals defense is good. Like, I really think they're one of the best in the NFL. And, yeah, he was, they're moving the ball pretty well. Good win. And it's no longer Burrowhead now. No, I, I would not have been saying all that heading into Arrowhead. The Kansas City Chiefs somehow, I think, especially like defensively too, turn it up come playoff time. Like Mahomes, Kelsey, they do their thing all year long, right? Like Mahomes put up MVP numbers again, but the rest of the team just turns it up come playoff time. And they go from looking like a solid team in the regular season to like unstoppable. Like how's their defense? You watch them in the playoffs think, how's their secondary so good? How's their D-line so good? How's their like receivers that I've never even heard of since their top three are out? How are these guys solid still too? Yeah, they do. They take it a huge low. What helps, though, is they haven't played, like, since Mahomes has been there, they haven't played a road playoff game. Like, they've always been an airhead. <laughs> so, luxury. Yeah, it is nice. It must be nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice that you make the playoffs. <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, they haven't even played a road playoff game. So I think, I really do think Arrowhead is a huge factor. That crowd plays, comes to play, too. Oh, yeah, they're not taking like this for granted either. I will say, though, this is probably the best Chiefs defense I've seen uh, since this dynasty started. 
Uh-huh. And it wasn't just like their performance against Jacksonville and the Bengals, I think this whole season, but Jacksonville and like against Joe Burrow and Char Lords, they kind of like held those two great quarterbacks in check. Yeah, especially their their secondary is pretty solid. Yeah, those young corners. Oh my god, their whole secondary. Is, yeah, they're all young and they're all they're pretty good. They, or at least they play together pretty good. Yeah, I mean, one of those actually both those Burrow picks were like pretty much uh, teammates making plays together. One person tipped it and someone else took the pick. It was it was pretty cool. I love to see that. Yeah, um, I think so. This sets up Super Bowl Fifty Seven. I think this sets up a great Super Bowl. It is definitely, I think, the best team from the NFC versus the best team from the AFC. Uh, really, the top two teams in the league. Like, it's actually the best two teams. Rarely do you ever see that. Like, last year we had the Bengals' huge fluke run. And, like, not like that the Bengals were bad, but, like, there's teams that were better than them. But, like, now it's it's truly the top two teams. Both one seeds. Both teams 16-3, and three, including playoffs. Both teams led the NFL in scoring, tied exactly 546 points. Yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, that is wild. That, that happened. Uh, both teams have a Kelsey brother. Love that. Love those all-pro brothers. Well, and they're, Yeah, they're, I was about to say, they're both all-pro in each of their positions. Yeah, first time it's ever happened, actually. A brother plays a brother in a Super Bowl. But it's not... like The cool thing is it's not even uh, just like, oh, uh, this brother's a backup or something. Like They're both the best at their respect position in the NFL. Yeah, we've had brothers coaching each other, the 49ers Ravens Super Bowl, but never playing. Oh yeah, Har- the Harbaugh brothers, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wild. Andy Reid uh, now on the Chiefs facing his old team that he used to be employed by in the Eagles. And then actually Nick Sirianni is facing his old team because he used to be uh, on the Kansas City coaching staff. That is so cool. That is so cool that those guys are playing against their old teams. I mean, Andy Reid had a huge run with the Eagles too. Like He took them to the playoffs all the time and he appeared in the Super Bowl, but lost to Tom Brady. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, speaking of the other guy we talked about in the pod. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he has like an eighth of all Super Bowls. <laughs> that is nuts. I mean, he's appeared in like more than a sixth of them. Ten appearances, which is absolutely nuts. I mean, the Bears were still pretty riding pretty high on that 2005 Super Bowl appearance. <laughs> Devin Hester kick return. That was the first Super Bowl that I remember watching. Same, same. That is the first one I've ever watching. Huge deal, Colts versus Bears. Yeah, especially for our area. Um, yeah, but right. Between. Yeah, continue with this Super Bowl. Um, what other storylines are there? Two funny ones ish. Actually, a couple more small ones, but I'll say so. Winner of the Super Bowl, funny enough, will have as many wins in the Cardinal Stadium as the Arizona Cardinals themselves this year. One. <laughs> so. <laughs> Damn, what a just, down just year awful. for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, each team uh, ha- had the mo- like both those teams had the two most pro bowlers. The Eagles had eight and the Chiefs had seven. So absolutely stacked squads um, and random small storyline. But Devonta Smith, because uh, folks are talking about Burrow, if he wins the Super Bowl, we'll do this. But no one really realized like. I mean, people are talking about how much how DeWanta could do the same thing, but he had a championship in college. He won the Heisman, and he can win a Super Bowl, making him just the fourth player in NFL history to do this: a Heisman, national championship, and a Super Bowl. Okay, Devonte. Yeah, because not many receivers that even win that thing. <laughs> even have yeah, have the chance to do that. Yeah. By the time he gets a week, so okay. It's crazy. He's wide receiver two on his team. That's how good AJ Brown is. Absolutely, yeah. AJ Brown is. An absolute dog. 
But Devonta Smith, I think, is on a come up, which is crazy to think the Heisman winner is on a come up. <laughs> NFL is just another level. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk the game, though. Uh, and I guess all of our bets this week are obviously going to be the Super Bowl. So we can get into those two a little bit. I'll start us off because I thought this was absolutely cool. But people are talking about how these are two number one offenses in the NFL. But also, they both both the D-lines lead the NFL in sacks. The Chiefs are number two in the NFL with 55 sacks, which is still an absolute really impressive year. But the Eagles are, had just such an insane year in sacks. They had 70 sacks, making them third all-time in league history in sacks in a single season. And their D-line has... Four players that have over 11 sacks, with Hassan Reddick leading the group at 16, uh, Hargrave, Graham, and Sway each having 11. And Fletcher Cox, uh, for most you know most defensive units, would have an amazing year in sacks. He had eight, but he was fifth on the team. Jeez. To put in perspective, the Bears' leading pass rusher had four sacks. That is crazy. The thing is, the Chiefs' line is pretty solid, too. I mean, Chris Jones having a great year, 15 and a half sacks with them for him. They got a couple other guys too that get a few sacks, but both these teams have solid O-lines. I mean, the Eagles have all pro players on their O-lines. Chiefs have a bunch of pro bowlers on their O-line. I don't know where I'd give the advantage in the trenches. Both trenches are extremely good strength on strength. And that's why they're in the Super Bowl. I'm excited. Chris Jones versus uh, Jason Kelsey will be a matchup for the ages. But I think I'm going to give that matchup to Chris Jones. I think he's just having an amazing year. I love the Kelsey brothers, but Chris Jones' year is just insane. Oh, definitely. So interesting, though, because like I said, O-line versus D-line. Those are both like strengths for both of those teams. Um, But I do think there will be some areas where each team gets exposed a little bit. The Eagles have by far the number one rushing attack in the league. And that's despite playing a lot of like pretty solid run defense throughout the year. Um, So through the year so far, they've played 10 top 15 rush defense. So like 10 that are like above average, I guess. And they still have, you know, number one rushing attack in the league. Um, So I think the Chiefs run defense actually gets kind of exposed by the Eagles. But then on the flip side, I think the Eagles pass defense who I think has only been good because of their um, their ability of the D-line to pressure the quarterback. Uh, I think that's going to not totally negate it. I mean, you got 70 sacks on the year. They're going to get a few probably in the Super Bowl. Um, but I think the Eagles' pass defense gets exposed because, uh, you know, that's how you have a guy with ex- with go expectations too throwing the ball around for the Chiefs. So Absolutely. And one of those things, too, is give Andy Reid two weeks to come up with a game plan. I think, think he'll come up with something nice. Yeah. But I, I, I totally agree with that. That that Eagles O-line, regardless of who they go up against, they're running the ball and they're running down your throat. So I don't think the Chiefs' defense is going to be able to stop that too much. But on the flip side, I do think, though, that the Eagles' D-line will give Mahomes some pressure, especially I don't know how good his ankles going to be i think at this point we could say he's close to 100 percent, but still i mean he looked like he was moving in the in the cincinnati game so i think by now i don't think he's gonna be 100 but yeah i like to close to 100 yeah i'd say 80 90 hopefully <laughs> and 80 90 mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league yeah i can say that for sure uh, I mean, you could make an argument last week, which I'd say like 60 or 70% that he was, he's out playing Burrow, which a lot of people would say is the number two quarterback in the NFL now. I'm not going to get too into too much controversy in that, but <laughs> uh, it seemed like he played better than Burrow. But yeah, I think 
one of the things that this game's going to come down to is some of those young players, uh, young players in the Chiefs secondary making some plays. Because uh, I think I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the ball. I think the Chiefs are going to put up some points, so they're not going to rely on the run. Um, and can that young secondary make some plays against insane receiving group of Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown? I don't know, but I do do like my chances with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith a little bit. Oh, yeah, two great receivers. Um, I Like we said, I think the Chiefs are going to put up points. I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to run it like, you know, 65% of the time like they normally do in like the second half of games. Uh, so I think Jalen Hurts is going to be put in a new position where he has to throw in the fourth quarter instead of just hand it off all the time. So this brings me to my first bet, actually. It's going to be a parlay. Patrick Mahomes over 250 passing yards and two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts over 200 passing yards. And then Travis Kelsey over 65 receiving yards. Plus 165 odds, 30 bucks on there. I like that. I think it is going to be a passing game. Uh, at least on Mahomes' end. Big game. I'm expecting Patrick Mahomes to do his thing. 250 yards, two touchdowns. Easy. So, And then I think Jalen Hurts has to throw it a little bit. So he'll have 200 yards. And then Kelsey is going to be the number one receiver for Patrick Mahomes, like he always is. Absolutely. Man, Kelsey, Kelsey has had uh, played exactly 17 games in the playoffs. I don't remember the numbers, but he if you put those uh, numbers in receiving yards, receptions, and t- receiving touchdowns, that would be his best career season, like, and by far. So, Travis Kelsey really comes to play in the playoffs is what I'm trying to get at. Dang. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I know he's second in yards and receiving yards in the playoffs. I think only behind, like, Jerry Rice or something like that. That's nuts. That's pretty good for tight end. Oh, absolutely. He's, he he really can make an argument for being the GOAT tight end by the time he retires. Oh, Yeah. And uh, since you mentioned that, that'll bring me to my second parlay. Anytime touchdown scorer, Travis Kelsey, and to boost the odds a little bit, Kenneth Gainwell, the Eagles goal line running back. Those two to each score a touchdown at any time. Doesn't have to be first. Plus 750, 10 bucks. I like the selection. I just think any anytime touchdown scores are tough to hit. Because how do you know Jalen Hurts is going to sneak it in? What if they put it to Miles Sanders? Well, yeah, sounds like there's just yeah, that's the problem. But and then Travis Kelsey, I, I mean, can that's actually my... <laughs> yeah. Travis Kelsey probably will score a touchdown. Probably is the first touchdown of the game. He's, a, he's the only one that's favored to score a touchdown. Wow, that and rightly so. That dude's always always scoring. Yeah. So. In general, I, I didn't have any uh, specific plays in the game except one. Uh, well, there's two. I had two plays which are fairly similar. Uh, but I I think with all this being said, I think these teams are just so even. Like there's not much separating each two. And uh, I mean, Eagles seem to have a better overall team, but I think the the fact that. Uh, Mahomes is like just by far the best quarterback, and Andy Reid is just such a great coach. I think that's what gives me the slight edge to the Chiefs, and so I'll take the money line. But that being said, I'm gonna try to win back everything I lost this year with one other bet. <laughs> so I'm putting this. Is, <laughs> that's gonna be a big bet. I can actually see this happening a little bit. I mean, Tim's already vote, but this bet is a double double way. I mean, the both teams have to be tired, tied after the first quarter. And tied at full time, meaning they'll go to overtime. And I'll put twenty five on both those things happening for a plus four thousand odds. 
<laughs> with a payout of 1000 So with that, I would be the positive. And I just, you know, you could miss every single time, but you try, try it again. And if you hit this one, if I hit this one, I'll be the positive for the year. Um, yeah, I mean, that'll be, it'll be the second time we ever have a Super Bowl go to overtime, I think. Yeah, and probably the first time that it was tied after one quarter, too. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> that game wasn't tied. Until, that game didn't even get tied until the fourth no. quarter. Um, so, I'm with you. I also think the Chiefs win. <laughs> that part. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the only part I'm with you. I got Chiefs winning, so I got Chiefs money line plus over 51, I think. Chiefs are going to be able to pass it, put up points, and I think the Eagles are going to have to try and come back and put up points as well. I think their offense is good enough to do that. So I think it's going to be scoring. I think it's going to be fun Super Bowl. Both of the top teams, like the top two teams of the league, so I think it's going to be kind of a shootout. Like I think it'd be like like 31-28, somewhere in that range. So I'm taking the over 51. That with Chiefs money line gives me plus 291 odds. So I put 30 bucks on there. And then my last 30, because I think the Chiefs, win veto okay you heard about the super bowl coin toss curse no i didn't even know you're you're uh enlightening me about all these kind of curses this year since 2014 so that's what the last eight super bowls i think the team that has won the coin toss has lost the game no way (laughs) that's crazy yeah this thing since 2014 the seahawks in 2014 panthers 2015 Falcons 2016, New England 2017, LA 2018, San Francisco 2019, Kansas City 2020, and the Bengals last year. All won the coin toss, all lost the game. So I put, because I think the Chiefs are going to win, I put 30 bucks on the Eagles to win the coin toss at plus 100 odds. <laughs> Dang. It all, it all makes sense. You know, it's all connected. Dang. That, that's why these are all connected. You could probably, there's a possibility for you to win all of them. Well, I think that every week, and I am down three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh boy, I'll say the same thing, and I can double out on the down big being down three hundred. The luck has been just as bad, actually, much worse. <laughs> what color do you think the Gatorade will be? That's a prop. Wow, I want to say orange. That's like the go-to. I'm gonna go red. No, I don't like red. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go blue. Blue. Okay. Okay. Blue Gatorade is the best, anyways. Flavor wise, I'll go blue. You got orange, yeah. I feel like orange is popular, yeah. I think so too. Maybe that's just a picture in my head. I, I, I I see red, but like, why would you have the red one? And actually, I think about is it just a container that's orange or is it actually the Gatorade? (laughs) I think it's both. I mean, it's (laughs) all the container is orange, but like, I think there's orange, yeah. Gatorade, but is that like, is that why I'm thinking orange? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm sure that's a problem. I didn't see it on DraftKings, or I, I would have put that in there. Maybe closer to Sunday, they'll add all that kind of stuff. Because there, there wasn't any... Normally, there's like you can do an over-under on how long the National Anthem will go. And there's stuff like, what what's Rihanna going to open with? And uh... just random stuff. So I didn't find... I didn't really find any of those, or else I would have included them. But... Dang, those are the fun ones. All right. Then. With that, we will be back... Next week, talking about what actually happened in the Super Bowl, and then NBA playoff pictures starting to shape a little. It's almost all-star break. Uh, All right, with that, we'll see you guys in the next one.